Hi, I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female. This is a podcast where inspiring women share their journey. My guest today is Florence Gagnon, the founder of Let's Spread the Word, a magazine by and for the lesbian and queer community and its allies, and the co-creator of the series Féminin Féminin. Before we get to our conversation, I want to thank our sponsor. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship opportunities. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. Florence Gagnon grew up in Montreal and studied fine arts at Concordia University. In 2012, she created a platform to provide resources to lesbian and queer communities called Les Spread the Word, the first bilingual website of its kind in Canada. Two years later, she created and launched the Féminin Féminin web fiction series, along with director Chloé Robichaud, a filmmaker known for several award-winning productions, including Sarah Préfère la Course and Boundaries. Féminin Féminin went on to win two Gemini Awards and several international prizes. By 2016, she published the first of LSTW Magazine, which stands for Les Spread Word, a bilingual Canadian publication now distributed nationally as well as across the US and Europe, including London and Stockholm up to MoMA PS1 in New York. Tegan and Sarah, as well as Lena Waite, among others, have been featured on its cover. Florence has been an advocate for the representation of the lesbian and queer community and women in general throughout her journey. Here is my conversation with Florence. Hi, my name is Florence Gagnon. I'm the founder and artistic director of Les for the World. Well, my father has an advertising company. Okay. And I always thought I was going to do the same and follow his steps. Can I ask which one it is? It's called Generation. Okay. It's based in Montreal. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been doing that for the past almost 30 years, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've always been inspired by uh, entrepreneurship and mm. having, I never saw my father work for someone else, so I guess I saw that path for myself, but yeah. growing up I didn't really know what I really wanted to do, and then uh, at the end of high school I just felt like I was different. Okay. okay. I was fitting in during my high school years, like I wasn't a popular girl gang. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> like everything was fine until the day that I found, I just kept on asking myself questions and more about my identity and I had boyfriends, but it, I was, I had a lot of boyfriends. I, I guess I was searching <laughs> for something I wasn't finding. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's it, it took me a, a long time just to figure out who who I was. Mm -hmm. So I guess that what I wanted to do in life was not something I was eager to know. You know, I just mm -hmm. I studied fine arts okay. at Concordia. Yeah, I think it's a good place for people who are a bit lost. So I was expressing myself and working on hard projects. And I think and it's really there that I didn't feel different because everybody was different. Right. So that felt like the right environment. For yeah. You. To think about what I wanted to be and also with who I wanted to hang out. It was just a new life. And I come from the suburbs also. Okay. So it was, I, at the time I didn't feel like it was my life or so 
I kind of didn't want to be who I thought I wanted to be mm -hmm. growing up because everything was feeling so different. Okay. Uh, but then I met other people from the, the LGBTQ community when I was in, in, in at Concordia. Mm -hmm. And we just, we were so surprised that we had no gay, lesbian culture that really represented us. Right, right. And uh, at the time, the only out women that I can I could think of was like Ellen DeGeneres. Right. But it was really right. difficult to relate to her. Yeah, yeah. Superstar uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of money. Style. And so for us, and even in Quebec, in the Francophone world, there wasn't even one uh, famous person. Everybody was still in the closet. So it was not giving much in the of a great experience about it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we decided to maybe just start something as a blog. Okay. So I think that that's pretty much my path, but I think it, it was always a quest of finding who I was and where I was fitting in. Right. I guess every teenager feels it, but... But in your case, it kind of became kind of your professional project at the same time. Yeah. The two kind of converged. Yeah, I, I didn't see it as a job first. It really just was to help my friends and I feel okay with the fact that we were out now right. and we wanted to meet other people and how do I find a girlfriend and how do I find friends. It was, yeah, it was more of a survival thing and than a business or than a career path. But right. And then it grew from there. So yep. what started as a small blog yeah. kind of took more power and became a bigger mm -hmm. platform over time. Yeah. And is that what led you to Let's Spread the Word magazine today? Yeah, the, ma the magazine is probably the latest project. Mm -hmm. uh, so it started as a blog and then we started hosting parties. Okay. Just because we were getting more popular online, but how do you make it sustainable like how how can this project live so yeah. uh, the parties <laughs> arrived for that you sold tickets basically uh yeah or the bars were giving us a percentage of, uh, mm -hmm. of the bar and i think at first it was also just also to to gather people and ask them what they were looking for also in the, in the blog and it was a good way to have feedback from the community itself right having a project on the web can be really exhausting because mm -hmm. you create, you create, you create, and then the day after it's done and it's, it's really exhausting. Yeah. So for us, the events were a way to keep the project growing, but in a more real kind of like, you could speak to people, you mm -hmm. could like, it felt more real. Yeah. So Have a real human yeah. interaction with people. Yes. Your, your community, basically. Yeah, so that so we pushed that side and that this we had a dream. Uh, Chloe Robichaud, who I've met in at Concordia, mm -hmm. who's a famous filmmaker, yeah. uh, we became friends and we kind of started at STW together. It was like we had the same ideas and we wanted the same thing. And the thing that we really wanted to do together was to create Femine Femine mm -hmm. uh, uh, web series. Okay. We, our dream was to have a television series because yeah. we were big fans of the L word. The L word yes. cha changed our childhood. Yeah. And but. I used to love that show, and it was so sad yeah. when they cut it because it was something completely different. Yeah, um, you know, and really, it felt like 
TV that people could connect to. Yeah, a lot of people watched it. So yeah. I think my father watched it too. Like, no, that's it. Like, it went across audiences. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just for the gay community. Yeah, so six great seasons. I don't know if the two last are, <laughs> we can say that they were great, but... Yeah, it's, it's true. It's kind of, it kind of dwindled at the end. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was something so important for the community. And right. Chloe and I, we, we couldn't believe that it, it 10 years after it was still relevant, you know? Yeah. There were no projects or nothing that even compared to it. So for us, it was also to create something that hasn't been seen on television in Quebec. So we wanted to yeah. really create our own thing. So we started to, to think about the concept. And so, yeah, we created Femme Femme, two seasons. It was bought for, by uh, the CBC, by Tupoi TV, and it was bought in France and in the and US. Tell me about that process. So when you started, and did you have prior experience with no. TV? At least Chloe well, had. At least Chloe had the... Um, I mean, that just helps when you're trying to like set up a meeting with yeah. the yeah, distributor. Yeah. Her, her, yeah, her career was going really well, mm -hmm. and but it was a diff it was a different kind of project because television I don't think was ready for they they say they're ready for diversity but actually they're not really ready or yeah, they TV. think they want it but finally they think it's too risky so we had really it was it was a difficult project to work with we had no experience I had no experience in production so the thing that I I can say that I did as a producer was the the pilot mm -hmm. uh, so we raised money online on the spread the word okay uh, we raised fifteen thousand dollars and we shot the the pilot and it was really like at bars we knew mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother and mother were doing the catering like it, it was it was like <laughs> legit the, the 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 school project but yeah. made big because chloe had connections and at yeah. the end of the day we it was everybody wanted to get involved and it was a really great That's experience amazing. yeah so we got a lot of attention with the the pilot and then we had to raise money for the first season we went to a lot of networks and mm -hmm. we asked for a lot and nobody really got the project or mm -hmm. was waiting to put money in it and by that point, had you already met with CBC, Radio-Canada? Uh, at that time, we tried with the television in Quebec. It's really like you have to follow the process. So we had to meet with like Fonds Indépendant de Production right, and okay. all these things that you need to apply and yeah. we got rejected and we were like, why it's like the best project you know it, it's also i mean for looking from a practical standpoint everybody has a diversity objective and like yeah they could but like at that time that it wasn't that uh we okay. have to put ourselves back in like 2013. so it was know? a bit too early for, yeah. yeah we were kind of and even web series were not that popular like yeah. now they're everywhere but yeah, at yeah. the time it was just starting you had like two or three in quebec yeah. that were that were in the making gotcha so yeah it was a different context so we had to uh, borrow money from our friends and family okay so we raised uh, almost a uh, hundred thousand dollars oh wow and we shot the first season okay. and we streamed it ourselves so we we created the feminine and yeah. it was just like and we had 
we could have done it without like we made deals with the unions because mm -hmm. in Quebec you have also to follow the unions, the UDA uh, yeah. and Actis. Yeah, whenever you're hiring actors, basically. Yeah, and even techs and everything, yeah, right. they have unions. So we had to make deals with them that we were a small project. We couldn't pay like as much as we wanted everyone to get paid. And yeah. people who were getting involved were doing it for their portfolio and everything. Mm -hmm. Like it was a small project. But the thing is, we had a huge success with the first season. Right. We had a lot of views. We we passed two million views on feminefeminine.com. We had a lot of press and because we subtitled it. It was mm -hmm. it got really famous outside of Montreal, and uh, and yeah, it was just Two Point TV asked us to buy it. Okay, so you didn't really have by that point. You didn't have to pitch around because they didn't help us. They just bought it. After. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but every time we were receiving money, we had to pay back the unions and everything. Okay. So at the end, it took us a really long time to to be able to like reimburse ourselves. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and to actually make some money with it. Yeah, yeah. It's so not, it's not really what you uh, no become rich with. No, I think you never do this for the money, or you just don't do it like this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, so and then we took four years between the first and the second because even with the big success, nobody wanted to help us finance the, the. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's been a crazy adventure this project, but finally we had to. We worked in co-production with France Television. It's okay. really funny that France was more willing to. Well, yeah. Of course, there there must be a lesbian there in, in the team yeah. that might help push push it through. Okay. But. Two Point TV also got into uh, the production of season two, and okay. then we just we just did this the second season. But for the real budget, it was more close to the million right. in budget for the for almost the same thing as the first one. So you can okay. see there's it's just that we just did it and we found ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. And so, but that really helped. Let's spread the word and even uh, the work we're trying to do for, for the LGBTQ community just to get the, the word known. And yeah. it, it was really the project that helped us outside of Quebec. Right. Yeah. And, and it was also for us, we're really proud because Clue and Me was kind of our dream. And yeah. then we went to uh, Les Prix Gémeaux in Quebec and won. And Congratulations. First, thank you. But for, I remember that when I was young, I always, I loved television series. Yeah. I was obsessed with all the series. I watched everything. I was yeah. really a teenager, like relating to everything I saw on TV. So for us, it was really like a dream that, that, that came true. And it just opened us, uh, yeah, it opened my mind on we can try anything and maybe mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll get things done if we just want to, if you work hard, yeah, if you really want it. So, so we continue having the, having the parties, uh, having a lot of people getting involved in the project. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, we decided to launch a print magazine okay uh for a couple of reasons uh people who are working on uh for content on the web all the contributors and writers that were working with us uh it's exhausting again mm -hmm. so when we talked we opened the conversation about having a print thing everybody was like oh yes i want to get it i want to stay keep doing things for you because it would be really nice to be part of this yeah 
Uh, and also because we started to do some research uh, about lesbian culture and we found that there were a lot of publications in the 80s and 90s for yeah. lesbians in Quebec looking at the, the archives yeah. and there were there was a big gap in the 2000s and so it's like it disappeared and yeah because everything went yeah. online right so we were like we need to 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 create something that will stay for future generations mm -hmm. so yeah we at first it was supposed to be only like the 10 best articles of the year that we published online okay and then after a month of working on it we were like oh no we're making something completely new yeah and also because we we did a bit of research also in like uh, on what was in the world mm -hmm. in terms of lesbian or LGBTQ publication, and we mm -hmm. found that there were not a lot. Right. So it was like a market we could definitely. So you had a chance to go after not just Quebec but really the rest of the world. Yeah. So that's why. Uh, well, let's spread the word. Has always been trying to be bilingual. Yeah. Uh, for the publication, it was obvious to us that we needed, we needed to be bilingual too. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a big risk to do something in print yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, just the cost of print and then the way of getting into people. Um, were there any challenges by that point? A lot, still today. And in terms of, and I don't even know, do you have advertisers for the publication? Yeah, we have some. Not a lot. We're trying to get more because mm -hmm. we want the project to still exist in yeah. a couple of years. Um, well, uh, we have many anecdotes about the process of print because we're not from the printing industry or yeah. the publications, even journalism. Mm -hmm. um, well, first, I decided for the format that I wanted this. It's yeah. kind of, it's it's really thick. Yeah. And so it's a, what is it? It's like six it's by, six by nine. nine. by nine, okay. Uh, which is which is really cool. Like I love having a different format. Yeah, you but, can put it in your bag. Yeah. It's and the way it's it feels like a book, so you want to keep it. That's it. Yeah, you don't want to put it in the recycle bin after two months. Yeah, you know, it feels high quality. Yeah, yeah, it was really important for us. But yeah, so I I thought this is what I want as a as a package as a, as an object. And so I went to Canada Post and I'm like, okay, let's send it, let's see. So I, cause it had, it has to fit in like a standard format. Yeah. There's it, a mailer. It, yeah. It needs to pass into like, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, uh, like common font, like a slot. Yeah. It's got to fit in. Yeah. yeah. If it fits, then you, you can send it as a letter okay. and not as a package. Yeah. So I went with the maquette and yeah. I did some tests. I was really happy, but I didn't think about the envelope. Right. So then when we got the product and it was finished and it looked beautiful, I said, oh, we need to have like a bubbled envelope yeah. because we need it to, to, we need to keep it like. You don't want to get, to get damaged and transport yeah. basically. But it wasn't fitting anymore, <laughs> so we had to. And still to this day, we it, it's a package. It's right. not. It's not a. It's not. Which a means it's super expensive to mail. Yeah, it's more expensive. So it's all these little things that happen. But at the time, we always said we don't want to compromise the quality of the product, mm -hmm. and that's why, like, we're one of our key accounts is Moma PS One mm -hmm. in New York. Yeah. It's because we can. It feels like an art book, mm -hmm. and that's what we want to keep as uh, that that's our plan also yeah. for the future to to give to the community the projects they deserve also yeah 
and it's always been like that for us but yeah and, it's always and, been about money <laughs> and it's amazing to have you know demoma trust in your product you know and there's so many publications in the us in new york elsewhere yeah. in the world and to have your publication yes yeah. kind of that seal of approval so when it, and it's really interesting that your two projects so the tv the web series and um the magazine were really something where you know you didn't have a background doing this before you basically just said you know, this feels right, I'll just jump into it and make yeah. it happen. Um, when Was there a point when it felt like, and there's two projects, so maybe it's separate, separate for each, but when was the point when it felt like, okay, this is actually going to work, like we have something that might be successful here? What was that key moment for you? Uh, the for, for the web series, I remember clearly, it was when we launched the pilot. Uh, we did a big event at Apartment 200 in Montreal on Saint Laurent. It, it can fit like 500 people mm -hmm. and people were like, it was packed and people were waiting in the stairs. And we just started the prep. It, it's like a 12 minutes episode, but okay. and you could hear like so well the episode, like everyone was listening and it's like yeah. 500 people. In, yeah, in a room. And there's there's like a, a there's like a punch at the end of the episode. There was something that it's like a surprise and we did we had two famous actresses kissing, mm -hmm. two straight actresses from Quebec. Mm -hmm. And everybody screamed and then <laughs> the music went up, the DJ put the music and everybody was looking at us in a way that, oh my God, you've achieved it. Like this is going to stay in the lesbian archives for mm -hmm. like a long time. And we were dancing and I felt at this moment that we had created something mm -hmm. that people were so proud and not even just the community, but our, all our friends, all the people who worked on the series, even the techs were there and they said like, I've worked on many projects, but I feel like this one is kind of changing a bit mm. society and the way totally. people are going to see LGBTQ people. So, yeah. so that was really the moment that I said, we cannot stop now. Yeah. We need to continue. Mm -hmm. And for the magazine, I guess that for the first issue, uh, we have been able to book Tegan and Sarah for yes, the cover. I saw, yeah, I love that cover. Mm -hmm. And if we were, kind of nothing, I, I say this, but we were not as known as now. Mm -hmm. So for them to accept to do the cover when the magazine was not even existing, mm -hmm. it was like for the first issue. Uh, so they accepted, but they said, you have to come to LA. And on that day, you have like six hours. Okay. And so we went to LA, I had to rent a studio in Hollywood. Yeah. And so all that we were there, it was like, it was more than a dream come true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every other, like we had Linda Wade. I know. Yeah. We met amazing. her in LA. I, every time we need to go for, for the cover, it's always uh, in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But the first time was the time that everything changed because yeah. I felt like this little girl from the suburbs of Montreal <laughs> with all my lesbian crew and we were driving the car to the studio and I was like this this and is you're bigger than life you know yeah, yeah. we were outside the we were ha having because they wanted tacos for for lunch so we went to go grab tacos and we were eating outside and I was looking at the Hollywood Hollywood sign mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god I don't know what this project is going to become mm -hmm. but for now it's like 
the the lost lesbian in me that I was when I was in college mm -hmm. is just so uh I think I made some peace with mm -hmm. everything at that moment and just to say that when you have dreams and things you think and things you think you cannot achieve, mm -hmm. I think you just need to work it and mm -hmm. anything is possible. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD's services for women in business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship opportunities. And they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. Now, let's go back to my conversation with Florence. In culture, and it's not just in Quebec, in Canada, in the US, I mean, we just had the Oscars on Sunday. Like, there's just so little representation for gay culture overall. Mm -hmm. I think women especially, yep. like it just, still today, you know, in 2020, there isn't that much on TV, in film, in media, everywhere. Um, how can we change that? Like what, what do you think needs to happen for that representation to really take place? Yeah. And I know you're doing your part. Yeah, but, you but know. it's difficult. I've had, we've had a lot of deceptions and a lot of backlash and a lot of moments where I was so frustrated about the system. Mm -hmm. And I think that if everyone tries something, if there there are more projects and, but even there are so many great things this year, the Portrait de la Jeune Fille en Feu, mm -hmm. there are so many great movies, great things that happen, but they don't get to the the point where you get this visibility yeah. to the mainstream they world. They don't cross the mainstream, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And after that, if you go mainstream, then you have your community that doesn't love you anymore because mm -hmm. you're mainstream. It's like, it's really difficult to be able to have this audience without me making sacrifices on your product and on what you create. It's mm -hmm. also that that was really difficult even for Femine Femine just to argue all the time on decisions and things that we know are important, but that the mainstream industry doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think we need more people getting involved, but more people uh, that need to take the place in power, yeah. even if it's difficult. Right. Because, right. and this is something I feel for myself too, is that if we want to continue this project, I need money. Right. And if I need money, I need to go put, put my beautiful shirt and go talk to banks and go talk to everyone. Right. And it's part of the deal, you need to do it. But sometimes you feel like you're part of maybe a system that as a, a marginalized person and I think it's more even more difficult for people of color for people yeah. with disabilities yeah. I talk as a cis white woman and my I have a different path than other people but mm -hmm. I think we need to take these spaces even if it's difficult and even if we really still have to fight yeah and because a lot of companies and a lot of people are getting more and more opened but 
they need people like us to just also get involved and be able to play in that more corporate space or political space or all these places that we kind of despite a bit, but that yeah. are part of how you can make change and how yeah. you can achieve your dreams. Because mm -hmm. you can go and start your own venture, your, your own project, but at some point you do need the financing or you yeah. do need the support of mainstream media if your project's going to go big. Yeah. So you can't just live outside of that world. No, that's you need to take part and you need, but you need to go and still have your convictions and yeah. you have to, and I think it's really important to choose your partners and everything. And I think I, I feel good with the decisions I made because mm -hmm. I, yes, I made some choices for the project to evolve mm -hmm. and, and grow. But at the same time, I think I, I chose wisely and it's really important for me to, to be that kind of leader that is able to still be in the party on the Friday night and still be on morning morning having a meeting and to to make the business grow because right. at the end of the day that's how you keep projects going and and also accepting the fact that that's part of it and not being shy about it right yeah it's also if you feel if you you appear like you're faking it or I think it's it it can get confusing but mm -hmm. that if you you're proud of what you're doing, it, people kind of accept it more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. If you could go back in time, is there something you would do differently? Would any of the projects? <laughs> Less party, but no. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think every, every decision we made kind of helped us get here. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe try to think further uh maybe a bit more yeah ahead of time you know mm -hmm. i always thought that things will, would that need yeah when you create a project it needs time and mm -hmm. you need to be patient but i think maybe yet yeah, try crazy impossible things away from the beginning <laughs> okay <laughs> knowing that sometimes it kind of work you need just to take your chance yeah 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 okay and and surround yourself with great people mm -hmm. also yeah, yeah. let's spread the word is all about this mm -hmm. we've got a great team uh it evolved or er, during the years for sure uh but choose the people wisely mm -hmm. and for what they're good at and people that have vision Mm -hmm. I think that, and it's difficult to mix friends and projects and friends and business. Okay. Okay. It's just, you need to find people that yeah have the same vision. Right. Um, if you had to give advice to a young woman who wants to start, you know, in the media yeah. industry and possibly with, you know, a project that she has a, a voice in the LGBT community, what would be your top advice for her? Uh, surround yourself wisely. Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> for sure. Some of that. Yeah, and uh, but just do it and get people involved. You know, it's mm -hmm. I've always yes, I'm like more the face of the project, mm -hmm. and and I'm trying to change that a bit over the years. Okay. Uh, I think co collaborations and contributors are really important mm -hmm. to a project. 
uh, even it, particularly the LGBTQ community, you know, I can't, I'm not the voice of all. I'm the voice right. of my own experience. Right. I can talk about my own experience. I have to surround myself with people who have different experiences. So when you talk about inclusivity and really reflecting the portrait of the diverse and the unique, mm-hmm. well, it's surrounding yourself with a lot of people mm-hmm. who can pitch in their experiences. Uh, yeah, because okay. and you you can feel that in, in mostly in the magazine because we have a lot of contributors, we have a mm-hmm. big team, we have a lot of people of different countries, different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and you want to reflect those stories. It's yeah. not just about my vision of the community, but it's the mm-hmm. vision of all. So, and that's probably what you know that helps you get the international buy-in as well because it's that multitude of voices that represents the entire community, not yeah. just. A region or person or yeah style. it doesn't feel local it's mm-hmm. it's really more about and also it's so i think it's the best thing that happened to this project and to me it's just so many great relationships now and people i i encountered and people that i connected with and mm-hmm. even people that i know that started that as doing little projects for us and now that are doing big things you know it's mm-hmm. it's also helping us in taking this project really taking it to to help us grow in our own careers. Right. And since with paper and with an LGBTQ project, we're not making millions. Right. <laughs> we might as well take this and help us in our own like, uh, paths and in mm-hmm. careers. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's really what we all wanted to do with the project. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one thing that you wish women would do more of? Um, well, it's kind of the thing I talk about all the time these days, but it's just be able to be in power. And I don't know if it's a francophone thing, but I think it is because okay. I went to Toronto a lot for work recently. And the, the success of a woman is seen differently than in Quebec. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, famous women in Quebec were great businesswomen and they people tend to be really critical with them but mm-hmm. i guess it's everywhere but i think in our culture that is still really related to yeah we had a change in culture that it's still really related to religion and that women mm-hmm. are they need to stay home and yeah they shouldn't be having yeah. a career in the professional world yeah. So, so success is seen like yeah. as a sin almost. Yeah, and even for, for famous people, famous women in television in Quebec. And, mm-hmm. and just when you're a woman and you make money, you have to make excuses in Quebec, right. I think, more. Right. So people get really critical. And mm-hmm. that's why we're getting involved with a lot of women outside Quebec. Cause right. It's also how you you can make the business grow is just by having a lot, a lot of powerful women helping each other and mm-hmm. so I think mostly more locally I would say to women to just like be successful and don't be shy about it and don't oh, feel bad about it it's yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. that's the mentality I'm trying to have in the past year and I was because people thought. People think I'm driving a Range Rover, right. and I'm not. <laughs> and at one point, I was like, "What if I was? You know, yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. Why are the gay men all 
driving Mercedes and BMWs and Range Rovers right. and why can't I be successful with what I do and yeah. why would I always look at what people think of me? Yeah. Gay men don't do it. Yeah. So I think it's always, again, a thing of like men and women. You're right, because I think it's in straight culture as well. And men, it's also you know, in gay men culture. Men in the corporate culture too. Well, men of any, you know, yeah. sexual orientation, they get away with a lot yeah. more. If you're a woman and you have a Range Rover, you're spending money on something that seems excessive. Yeah. It's like, But I think that people don't think that in the LGBT community it's like this. They think right. lesbians are all power lesbians, but it's okay. not. It's not seen like that for yeah. for real in the community. It's like the the men can have it all, and for us mm -hmm. people, I think they 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 love better that you kind of struggle. Mm -hmm. you know? The struggle needs to be real. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. and I think that. At first, people didn't. Some people didn't like the brand because it felt really like it's working, and that's only the image, you know. Yeah. We create great design. We have great designers, yeah. but we're not all driving Range Rovers. Of course. But at one point, my 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 thinking was, what if we actually were? Mm -hmm. What's the problem about it? So that's the problematic yeah. uh, situation, I think. So, and do you think that's different in the US, let's say, or you were talking about Toronto? Do you think it's not as it's a bit different? Yeah, it, it, I think it's different. Mm -hmm. Like, if we rent a black Tahoe in California, nobody cares. That's it, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and mm -hmm. we do it just for the trip and the game, and of course, some even a lot of Sometimes it's our own money, you know, the business yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. buy it, yeah. but we're there and we're like, let's live the experience. And, yeah. and yes, we have to buy shofar for for the stars and everything. It's right. part it's part of how you get those type of yes. like celebrities. You have to play the game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it and that's why we're trying to also push the, the American market is because it's the type of product they want. And, and in Quebec, also for sure, it's just also a fact of demographics. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of actual people in Quebec. Smaller. So it's a, there's a smaller percentage of LGBTQ people. In of Quebec. course. Yeah. So if we make... And then there's a smaller number of powerful, successful yeah. LGBTQ people. Everything, like, it's just a matter of, of how many people there are, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when you think about the US and even Paris, uh, we have good friends from Baku to Hicks. They're an organization a bit like us and they organize parties, but they have 2000 women right. in Paris at yeah. their monthly events. Right. So it's it's just a difference that we need to get out of the Quebec market. So yeah. since print is not the, more, the most interesting product financially, mm -hmm. If we go out of Quebec, there there might be a chance of having more readers because there, right. there's more people. Yeah. Okay. And you talk about you know Quebec versus other places in the world. Mm -hmm. What keeps you in Montreal? What keeps you? We love Quebec? Montreal. Okay. We love. We continue to say it's Montreal based. It's yeah. really important for us. Yesterday we had a meeting with Le Village, and we still they know we're we're getting like more famous in different cities and we're working on other markets. But for us, the Montreal aspect is really, it's first, it's the first people that believe in the project. So okay. we're trying to be loyal to, to yeah. these people and these initiatives. Uh, but also, 
uh, outside of Montreal, Montreal is known to be a really artistic city yeah. and creative. And we think Let's Spread the Word is all about this, the, okay. the publication too. And people love that we speak French. Mm-hmm. It's something that works. <laughs> they love my accent. I don't know if I love my accent, but people tend to love it. Uh, so yeah, we practice our English a lot yeah. these days. But I think that yeah, it's the it's this type of you know artistic cultural, uh, as same as you know Xavier Dolan and mm-hmm. and even Chloe. They're yeah. known outside of Quebec because. Yeah. W- yeah, we're not Archifier, you know. Yeah. yeah, we have great cultural exports, Yeah, you know, because of that so, talent pool. Yeah, so, and I think it's also a, a great market to start because it's a smaller market yeah. and and people tend to, yeah, to love culture here yeah. and to encourage it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, for us, it's really important. It's still a North American, like even, yeah, it's a product that can, people can relate to from, mm-hmm. from anywhere. Yeah. But for us, it's important to, to still have the, the core of the team here sure. in Montreal. Well, it's a great story to, again, have you know Montreal-based project that is getting success in New York, in France, and you know, in LA, elsewhere in the world. Yeah. Like it's, we need more of those success stories because now, as you say, we're proving that it's possible. Yeah, for sure. We don't need to move to New York or London or Paris when we have talent or an interesting project. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a matter of reaching more people. That's why we go outside of Quebec. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't trade my my monthly event in Montreal. It's really fun. The the community is really vibrant here, and people tend to go out even in the in snow. Winter. And, you know, so they they're really brave. Right. And I really respect that. And yeah, there's a lot of great artists and great mm-hmm. writers too. What are some things that, so as an entrepreneur with several projects on the go, what do you need to do? What's some, what are some things that you need to do to stay grounded? And I, I avoid using the word balance because mm-hmm. I think it's something that, you know, we impose on women, like yeah. we're supposed to be able to have it all, but to stay grounded and just to be a better entrepreneur, a better creative, what are some things that are important to you? Uh, again, I'll say surround yourself with great people. <laughs> yeah. I've done, I've, and especially uh, in the last year, uh, I shared my responsibilities with new members in the team. Okay. Um, particularly, I will name Marika. <laughs> uh, she she came as an intern, okay. and after that, helping with events and everything. And she really, really, and also it's to help me help my pro still love my project. You need someone, you need new faces and new talents and new people that are willing to take your project and take it to the next level with mm-hmm. you. Uh, so a lot of things that I was getting a bit tired of and even physically and mentally, mm. uh, she was just eager to do it and help me with. So um, I think that in the past year for my personal like sanity, sanity. <laughs> it has been about like, surrounding myself with people that I know are getting involved for the right reasons and that are there to help support the project and supporting me because mm-hmm. I cannot do it all. And if something happens to me, what's going on with the project? Right. Yeah. You have to like... You have to have backup. Basically. Yeah. And just people to share it with. Yeah. You know, at the, right. uh, last year I was really tired and I 
I had trouble like going to the events and enjoying it, you know, yeah. it felt more like a job. It never felt like a job before. Mm. So having a lot of young, younger people on board with me, uh, they were having so much fun that I started to go back again and more. I told my girlfriend, I'm going to go less to the events. I have people now. Mm -hmm. And she said, since they're there, you're going more to the events. <laughs> but I felt like I found the, the joy of doing it okay. again. The That's fun of doing it, yeah. uh, of sharing it with people. It's yeah. not a project. If if we're not like a, a couple of people together, mm -hmm. it, it's it's too much and it, it it feels like a job. Yeah. But when you're working as a team and you're having fun, uh, it feels more like a project that wants to change the world. So yeah. So yeah, it's been that yeah, making do those choices and being able to share the project with other people okay. it helped me having fun mm -hmm. again. That's interesting. Uh, and what's your definition of success? And if I had asked you five or ten years ago, would the answer have been different? Maybe, maybe it would have been you know driving a Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been maybe I don't know. Uh, well, maybe a couple of years ago, of course, it would have been like living entirely my life like being paid by the company you know like it mm -hmm. would be my first job okay. it isn't like mm -hmm. I, I take a lot of contracts and things to be able to pay rent to, and everything right. and, to and to be able, be able to, to work on this. yeah and yeah. to put all the money that Les Pedro is making into the project okay. so there is that uh for sure success and it's still for me success would still be being able to pay myself full time right. that would be for me like being having a company that really is yeah. profitable enough yes. to cover yeah. your salary and, and but at the same time the notion of success for me for the past years are really achieving things that thought were unachievable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like being able to have a launch event in LA in December and having a hundred guests come, yeah. come to the event and have no no only like fifteen of them. Mm -hmm. So that feeling of we're not in our city or in California, mm -hmm. we're surrounded by cool people who are working on great things. Yeah, uh, changing the industry there. Mm -hmm. It's it's being part of that movement. Uh, yeah and meeting so many people and you have when you yeah i think i had the feeling of success this year of mm -hmm. like things are going really well and feminine feminine was just overwhelming right television is that you know you win prizes yeah people recognize you in the streets you know yeah. it's a it's a different thing but i think for let's spread the word it's really like taking that part of the market and that part of how publication works and being proud of saying that it's an LGBTQ publication mm -hmm. and it's a community run and right. that there's like 30 people getting involved and we just published our call for submission for number five on Friday mm -hmm. and we received almost 60 Amazing. submissions so right. I'm like people want to get involved yeah. people love what we do so that for me is yeah, it helps me continue. Right. So, what's next for you with uh, <laughs> Let's spread the word. Let's spread the word with Femina Femina and maybe other projects. Like, what's what's coming up? Uh, Femina Femina, we're still taking a break. Okay. Uh, we might have we we have maybe the hopes of doing it in the states or or in English or just 
create something that might reach right. a wider audience. Mm-hmm. For Elizabeth, we're already working on number five. Uh, we're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many new contributors, so many people that are really... Yeah, it's just so powerful to be surrounded with many women. You know, Michelle Groskopf, who shot the latest cover, mm-hmm. uh, her career is exploding in, in LA. She was just covering the Oscars for the New York Times. Right. It's, yeah. We, know, we now know people from the community that are involved in so many great spheres of like yeah. arts and yeah, it culture is it's really, really fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, number five. Uh, How frequently does the once a year? Once a year, okay. It's always in the fall. So okay. we just released that one. It's okay. still yeah. available everywhere, yeah. and we've reached new markets. It's gonna be available in Tokyo. Wow! Uh, in the next month. I love that. So uh, so yeah, we're still working hard, and we will be at Dinosaur Festival again okay. this year in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest lesbian. Mm-hmm. Festival appeared on the L Word ten years ago. Right. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it still exists. It's the thirtieth anniversary this oh, year. Oh wow! Okay. And we will have a booth, the Les Brad Award booth. So uh, oh, we're really happy about it. Yeah. And yeah, just so we're trying to. Yeah, we have new partners now working with TD, now working with mm-hmm. uh, also working with Lululemon. Oh, great. Yeah, Ooh. we have a running club. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. We think that women should not only meet in bars, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other, yeah. And we're, we're trying to stay in shape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or take, take fresh air, breathe fresh air. Yeah. Um, that's so good, yeah, that's so, good brand alignment. So we have a lot, uh, a lot of projects, mm-hmm. and it's always people want to get involved. We're always open for new ideas. Okay. So it's just to help the community grow and mm-hmm. the brand grow, and yeah. I love that. Well, wishing you the best of luck with all Thank the you very upcoming much. projects and number five. Yes. And for anyone who wants to watch Femine Femine. Yes, yeah. on Two Point TV. Yeah, or so, they can go to feminefemine.com. Okay. There's all the links. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Huge thanks to Florence, founder of Let's Spread the Word. If you liked our episode today, don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on the podcast app of your choice. And check us out on Instagram at The Brand is Female. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, for their support of The Brand is Female. If you are a woman entrepreneur, check out TD Services and find out how you can benefit from their support. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you so much for listening and joining us today. I'll be back in a week with a new guest on the show.